0: It's cool to see Philip Rivers finally doing what you're doing. Yeah, uh, he takes <laughs> after me, actually. Nebraska lost horribly this last week, so you know football's back. Like at the end of the day, football is a
1: game. Like it is still meant to be fun. Welcome back to the expansion buddies, everybody. We are here the week of November eighth, here to talk about football. I am co-host Justin Wright, joined, as always, by the stalwart, ever-present, Jared Miller. How are you doing today, Jared? I'm doing pretty
0: good, Justin, doing pretty good. Uh, Yeah, we are here to talk about football. Again, it seems to be the only thing going on now that the World Series is done, which, by the way, shout out to the Atlanta Braves uh, winning the World Series in six games over the Houston Astros. (laughs) One game, six by a whole touchdown, seven to nothing.
1: Whole touchdown. I didn't even know they did touchdowns in ba- baseball. The Braves played so well, they do now.
0: <laughs> Some Someone in Atlanta has to score a touchdown. It might as well be the Braves.
1: I guess so. But, yeah, let's talk about football. Boy, howdy. It's been, boy, the sport that we love so much. It's been a rough couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, it has on the field, off the field, everything in between. Uh there's been a lot going on, uh, but the most recent one, I think in everyone's minds this week, uh, is the ugliness of that Monday night football game between Pittsburgh and Chicago.
1: Yeah. Um, and we were just kind of talking about it before we got onto the show and boy, it was, it was bad.
0: Yeah. And for those oh. of you who may not know what we're talking about, the, the, the officiating specifically is what we're talking about here. Um, it, there was a 17 total penalties called, 12 of them on the Bears, uh, one that we'll dive a lot deeper into here in just a minute. But that's, to me anyway, that's too many flags in one game. That makes it hard to watch.
1: Yeah. Um, so let's dive in with the Cassius Marsh stuff. Do you want to kind of explain what happened with him?
0: Yeah, so uh, I'll, full disclosure here, I didn't watch the game last night or Monday night. Uh, and I, from what I understand, Cassius Marsh of the bears made a very good play. I believe he sacked Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, now let's remember here too, for a little context that Cassius Marsh, uh, was formerly a member of the Steelers. Uh, and I believe they had actually released him like just late last week or something. So he, this is some, uh, some fresh, bad blood. I
1: I think he's been released longer than that, but I could be mistaken. Anyway. Yeah. His, his
0: most recent team before the bears was, was Pittsburgh and he got a sack on Ben Roethlisberger and he went and he just, he looked over at the Steelers sideline and kind of crossed his arms. And that was enough to draw a taunting penalty. Uh, But then on his way back from the sideline, he's jogging and a referee appears to anyway, hip check him a little bit, step back into uh, the path he was running on. He saw Marsh coming for sure. Um, Whether or not he threw his hip into it or not, it's kind of been up for debate, but he made contact with Marsh. After the game, Marsh was uh, very unhappy with it. And I don't blame him. Uh, He was quoted saying on my way to the sideline, I got hip checked by the ref. It's pretty clear. If I was to do that to a ref or even touch a ref, I would get kicked out of the game and possibly suspended and fined. I think that was really incredibly inappropriate. Uh, so, and in the video too, you've seen it now. Also, it looks Mm -hmm. like the referee is throwing a flag because of the contact Marsh made with him. Uh, but the flag was actually the taunting penalty. It's, it's a bad optic there though. It looks bad when you have that going on. Um, I don't know. It was just an ugly situation altogether. And then the bigger picture, uh, a lot of people felt like that taunting penalty swayed the game enough where it cost the bears the victory or the chance at victory. Um, I don't know. And you just hate to have it where games are. This is what it's talked about afterwards is the officiating and the referees, but these taunting penalties, man.
1: uh, Well, and I, I was on this horse earlier this year. I think the taunting is a bunch of BS. Yeah, that's. I'm not. I'm not really into that whole like, oh, we're making soft people and like everybody you know takes things too seriously, you know, participation trophies and all that. But like, this is some BS. These guys play a game where they wear pads so they can hit each other. They're not gonna get their feelings hurt if someone goes, "Whoa, I got you, brother." Well, and that's obviously not quite it. But like, it's it's ridiculous. The the quote unquote taunting that's getting. That's getting flagged. The fans are getting fed up with it. The players are getting fed up with it. Even the announcers are starting to call it out.
0: And the the sad thing is, like, I'm starting to see it more trickle down into college football. So this last weekend, uh, I was watching yours and I's alma mater, Montana State, play their big game against Eastern Washington. Mm -hmm. Um, And an MSU receiver had a nice catch for a first down. He stood up and he did that thing where he just pointed pointed forward to signal first down. He got yeah. flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct for that. Uh, and I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. And from what this whole Marsh thing is just the, the latest example of it here in the NFL, where, you know, so many people, like you said, announcers even now too, are just vilifying these officials for calling this and and they should be, this is a ridiculous penalty. Like I, there's, I can only think of a handful of times in my mind where taunting was rightfully called. Um, and I have the opinion that if you're going to actually call taunting and it was justified, it was probably more than taunting. And it was probably an unsportsmanlike conduct. I mean, you know, so, I mean, I think of a few years ago when Pittsburgh's playing Cincinnati and Bontez perfect, um, just drills Ryan Shay's ear, the horrible injury, and yeah. stands over him, you know, and just stares down at him like, Yeah, that deserved the flag. Uh, what Cassius Marsh did after sacking Ben Roethlisberger, that's part of the game, man. Emotions are running high, uh, testosterone's like, running like, high. Like
1: you said, he used to play for Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, even if he looks at the sideline, and does the crosses with his arms things, you know, it's clearly like, Hey, you guys let me go. I could have cool. been on your side tonight.
0: Dude, and this stuff has happened. I mean, you know this. It happens in football all the time at every level at some aspect here. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just getting ridiculous. And, and like I said earlier, um, it's making the games hard to watch. I mean, I didn't watch the game last night, not necessarily because of the penalties. I just didn't watch it. But after hearing the way it went down with all the flags and stuff, I don't really feel like I missed a whole lot. I don't feel bad for not watching it.
1: No, it's it's ridiculous,
0: and it's um, a, it's a problem the NFL is going to run into shortly here with viewership. I think. Yeah. I mean, people are still always going to tune into the NFL to watch their team play and all that stuff. I think you know your diehards will watch no matter what, but it makes it a a lot a lot more uh, difficult to consume, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's well, it's not fun, especially because. And this has been a complaint that I think has been growing more and more vocal the last couple of years about how football is really getting affected by Rathball. And it's getting to a point where there's almost, you know, that some of like the conspiracy theorists that say like, oh, there's a narrative that the NFL wants to, you know, adhere to is, is kind of, you know, it almost feels like it has some truth to it. Like, oh, well, they... They want these to be games between these two teams. We don't want it to be a shootout or a blowout. Or, I mean, we want it to be a blowout. Yeah. We want it to be a shootout, not a blowout. Where It, it almost feels that way. Um, but the refs' calls do affect the outcome of the game. And, you know, we think a, a few years back to that horrendous call that knocked New Orleans out of the playoffs. But, like, you know, that, that essentially lost New Orleans the game. Yeah. And you know, there, there, there's calls like that fairly frequently and it seems like they're getting worse and worse instead of getting better.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, and for me, I think what this is, is, uh, the NFL is so concerned with its image, right. And, And we've seen that in numerous cases, whether it be these, uh, calls against taunting quote unquote, uh, we've seen it with the investigation into the Washington football team which is a whole nother can of worms I'm not really ready to get into right now but the NFL uh over the last decade really it's felt like is so concerned with its image and how it looks to the general public um and and they think it's a bad look to have these guys quite frankly show their personality on the field a little bit I mean uh with the way that taunting is being called right now guys like my boy Richard Sherman from about eight years ago would have never survived. No. <laughs> I mean, and the Jalen Ramsey of, of Jacksonville would have never made it. I mean, uh, and I don't know, man, to me, that's what makes the game fun a little bit, trying to get in your opponent's head chirp a little bit, uh, you know, and when you make a play celebrate a little bit, I mean, I, you don't, you don't have to go over the top with it. it.
1: It's, it's part of the, it's almost, you know, it's part of the showmanship of the sport. I mean, shoot, that's the whole reason people watch professional wrestling is that kind of like, oh brother. Yeah. The cream rises to the top. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the, and the, and
0: the hypocrisy of it is so funny to me because the NFL also has all these end zone cams now where, you know, you've seen, like, guys after they make a defensive play, like, the entire defensive unit goes down and, like, poses for a picture in front of them. Yeah. And that's never called – so like where where's the line like what's what's the deciding factor here when we're making these penalties?
1: No, and this is kind of a rehash of what we talked about earlier in the season, but there there is no line like the NFL wants it both ways, but they can't have it both ways exactly
0: like you want to make the and- game more exciting to watch, but you want to keep this image of you know uh, pure good little boys out there on the field, I guess, for lack of oh, a and better phrase.
1: And and like I also brought up when we talked about this before, the NFL is, and like you were just saying, the NFL is concerned with their image, but they are also then not like really doing a thing. You have constant, and we talked a little bit about this with uh, John Gruden as well. You have these player, John Gruden, getting removed from all these things, and obviously this is deserved because he did terrible things, but why does the hammer then not come down about these other people that are in rings of honor and all this other stuff that have you know, hey. beat their spouses, beat their partners, beat their kids, um, done any number of crimes?
0: Yeah. The, the and, NFL and... needs to look at itself in the mirror, is what I would say to all of that. Um, and, and it never will, sadly. No. It, And the the reason it never will is because it'll never have to, because people are always going to consume the sport. Like I said, your diehards are always going to tune in. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. I'll watch the Seahawks whenever I can. I don't always agree with what some of their players do, with what uh, some of their players have done, um, and I've condemned some of it. But Mm -hmm. I always love watching my Seahawks on Sunday. And I know, you know, you're the same way with the Bucks. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, I think where the NFL stands right now, but the, these, these taunting penalties, uh, I would be surprised if there was not a serious push after this season to get rid of them altogether. And we're talking about this now, uh, about how it may or may not have impacted the bears chance at a victory on Monday night in the middle of the season. What if this happens during a playoff game during, a you know, conference championship or god forbid the Super Bowl, then what? I
1: I don't know. Yeah. I, at, at a certain point, there's been all this this crap that has happened during uh Goodell's tenure as NFL commissioner. At what point does it like hey Goodell's not like doing a good job with the public image?
0: No. No. At
1: what point does it become his butt in a hot seat?
0: Yeah. I, I oh. And this is just the most recent example of that. Cause he's had instances
1: well in the past that uh, have well, not she, been speaking of refereeing. He didn't want to pay the refs. Remember?
0: Yeah. There was that whole deal and he had the hold out the ref hold out back in 2012. And uh, yeah, yeah, that wasn't good either. So I don't know, but I, I think there's going to be a serious push to get rid of these taunting penalties or at least change the way the wording and the rule is written or something to amend them in this offseason, because everyone, like you said earlier, whether it be announcers, players, fans, uh, have all just been utter disdain for these penalties, uh, myself included. So I don't know. It's it's a mess. It's a mess, and I think that uh, the Bears-Steelers game last night, and I think part of it was just because it was the Monday night game. It was the only game on. Everyone was watching it. Uh, so there's more people talking about it for sure, but it really put this issue into the limelight again. And here we are on the show talking about it. So it's clearly not that great.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's ridiculous, and something's gonna have to come down the pipe.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: Um
0: I don't know. I, f- I think we've kind of beat that horse to death. Unless yeah, you and I, the-
1: I, I'm sure everybody is this week too. It's it's just abhorrent. And I think as football fans, which at first and foremost, we are, we want to talk about it. If, if we weren't doing this podcast, I'm sure we would have gotten together, called, called each other up. And we probably would have talked about this anyway. Cause this is just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no.
0: And and in the minute I heard all this stuff being talked about on social media, um, on Monday night after the game, I was like, Oh, you know, we need to talk about this on the show this week. This is important. This is a big, hot button topic right now um and i would say controversial but honestly i I don't know if it's even controversial because so many people are on this side of it you know it's not like half the people out there think that oh you know marsh definitely deserved that penalty and half the people think oh no he didn't most people from what i've heard are in agreement with you and i mm-hmm. so yeah it's ugly ugly deal uh sadly we have not seen the last of this and i like i said i posed the question earlier what happens if we see this in the playoffs i think we're going to i think there's going to be a playoff game that's going to be tight that's going to be close it's going to have one of these things in it and man it is going to be a firestorm yeah <sighs> yeah man. yeah Let's just hope it's not one of our teams. Well, it won't be mine, probably, in the playoffs to worry about that. Uh, but, um,
1: I'm not going to say anything, but yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I didn't really think of that. I'm still so used to the years where Seattle, uh, you know, is in contention for the playoffs at the midpoint of the season. But uh, speaking of it being the midpoint of the season, uh, or roughly the midpoint now that we have an extra game in there that makes it an odd number, uh, we were kind of talking, or you were texting me about it last night, you kind of switched up your Super Bowl pick. And so I thought that would be I a did. fun thing to do here on this episode. Now that we're halfway through, for all intents and purposes, uh, d- let's talk about our updated Super Bowl picks. If they're updated at all, yours for sure is. Let's talk about yours first.
1: My pick for the Super Bowl, I think, and you know what? It's because of the games this past weekend that it's kind of sold me. I obviously want my team to be there, but I think we have some injury issues and some other issues going on with the team that I think it might hamper us once we get into that that playoff, you know, those playoffs. We'll see. But my pick for the Super Bowl is the Arizona Cardinals and the Tennessee Titans. All right. I'm here for it.
0: That'd be a fun one.
1: Yes. My biggest thing right now is both these teams have been playing incredibly this year. And when they've had one arm tied behind their back or in the Cardinals case, like several arms tied behind their back, they've found their ways to win. They're scrappy teams that have good talent, but even if that talent is tied up or injured in Derek Henry's case, yeah. they found ways to win. Um, The Cardinals, I mean, shoot, <laughs> they've, they've won without Kyler Murray. They've won without, like any of their receivers they've won without cliff Kingsbury being able to be there. Like, and they keep winning. I think right now, if they keep finding those ways to win they're they're going all the way and the Titans, um, Adrian Peterson didn't exactly. Wow. This weekend, but Tannehill, I'll hand it to him. He, he made it work. I thought the defense was going to eat him alive, but he found a way to make that work.
0: Yeah, and then the Titans' own defense, man. Ooh, they came to play yeah. in, that, in that game against the Rams. Uh, I really can't disagree with anything you're saying here. And the Cardinals are one boneheaded play by A.J. Green away from being undefeated right now, really. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the Titans had an excellent game against the Rams. Uh, they were a very tough team, and to show that they can win like that without their best player –
1: um, they they made Matthew Stafford look like he was still in the lions.
0: I know because boy, did I make the wrong quarterback decision in fantasy this weekend?
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> going, going into this, this week before I saw what happened there, Matt Stafford was my, my dark horse for MVP candidate this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, but, but after this, I don't think I can back that horse.
0: Yeah. He made some silly ones in that game for sure. Uh, I told you, and this will open up a whole nother thing we can talk about here when I mention them. I still think my Super Bowl pick from the AFC, anyway, is Buffalo, but boy, to lose to Jacksonville nine to six uh, to the Urban Meyer coach Jaguars, <laughs> uh, that was bad. That was really bad, and I think that precisely there is why Buffalo is going to go on a tear right now. I think that they are ticked off, and I but think...
1: Buffalo has had some other games this year where I think they've shown weaknesses in their armor. And I think those weaknesses... I think they kind of got exploited this week, but I think... Uh, you know, those are cracks that might begin to widen as we get further into the season. Um, I mean, let's be honest with the way some of their people are about COVID. They're they're one COVID case away from like losing. Adam. Well,
0: that's true. Also, that is true. Also, that is a big off the field risk that they are taking week in and week out. Um, I don't know. I I I I've always been a firm believer, and not just in football, to any sport though, that a team. Uh, who wins a championship 95% of the time has to or suffers a loss like this. Um, Maybe not quite Jacksonville level. Like this is really
1: bad. Typically. Yes. Teams always have that loss that like, oh, you shouldn't have that loss.
0: Yeah. I don't know. And to me, I just feel like this is going to be the turning point that really motivates Buffalo to just go on a run here. You know, COVID stuff pending, of course what happens there and injuries pending as always but uh i still got buffalo from the afc now the nfc my original pick if people remember uh was was buffalo versus your boys tampa bay i don't know anymore the nfc became so muddled for me this last weekend uh <laughs> you know the cardinals right up there with teams that easily could represent the conference uh and you know everything i just said about buffalo being mad and turning it around now i feel like you could make the argument that the rams could do the same thing here um the rams are still a very good team um the packers you know again oh yeah
1: the the rams and the packers are both excellent teams um i'll finish i'll let you finish
0: no i mean i mean that was really kind of it it's either between the rams cardinals maybe packers and still you guys like those are the four best teams in my book in the NFC right now. Everyone else has problems and they every team out there still has an issue right now. But those are the four teams in the NFC that I would say don't have any glaring problems right now.
1: Yeah. I yeah. I I agree with what you say with about Buffalo, but I don't know. Some of their games this year I just like and if you look at their strength of schedule, I mean they, they lost the Steelers right off the bat. But then after that, after that late, they, they had a cakewalk for quite a while. And when they hit their first, who, who is still a contender, at least, you know, you could argue the chiefs when they played them were still like, Oh, they're the chiefs. Let's go, baby. Yeah. But now we kind of know the chiefs are kind of pretenders or a shell of what they once were. But once they hit the Titans, they lost, it was a close game, but they lost. And since they've had that loss to the Titans, they they almost lost to the Dolphins, and they did lose to the Jags. Yeah, and they only – yeah, I mean – I, I just I'm, – I'm, I'm not sold on them this year. And they could very well go, but, I mean, after this, they play – you know, next week they play the Jets – if they struggle there, then I, I definitely think something's not right.
0: I agree with you. If you if you lose to the Jags and then turn around and have a hard time with the Jets, if you don't beat the Jets by more than 20 points, honestly, uh, you're going to have some fans worried. Uh, yeah. And rightfully so, because that would be no longer the fluke that you would want to say losing to Jacksonville is, and then it would become a pattern and a problem.
1: Yeah, but still I the bills are obviously making playoffs they they've still got a pretty easy schedule ahead of them they've got the Jets twice they got the Falcons um they've got the Panthers which depending on the day or the week I guess the Panthers could be yeah or they could be uh.
0: yeah it's been rough as of late for the Panthers
1: yeah. um and then you know they have some games that I think are you know if the bills are playing you know good Bills football, should be win- W's for them. The Colts, the Patriots, they they should win those games. But, you know, I think the Patriots, they're probably going to split one. And the Colts, I think, are, you know, there's there's been enough Carson Wentz good ball to make me still, you know, sweat the Colts a little bit. Yeah. It, it's not been a lot of good ball from Carson Wentz, but it's been enough. And, you know, then they've got the Bucks too. I, I think they're gonna drop you know some of these games maybe even some of these ones that they should win i I'm, I'm d- getting too deep on my dive on the bills right now i, I I'm spiraling <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I didn't know that this would be such a debatable topic for you but I like I just, it. that's what I, we're here to do is talk about it
1: I just I, I, I don't know for for whatever reasons i I in my gut I just don't think the bills are making it and this is this this you can clip this in a couple of months when the bills are hoisting the Lombardi trophy. All right. Uh, if, if the
0: bills host, uh, or hoist the Lombardi trophy, uh, rather, I will absolutely clip this and we will play it back for the good listeners at home. But, you know, it, winning, getting to the super bowl is such a tough thing to do. Winning the super bowl is an even tougher thing to do. Um, and, and it is gut check time for the bills right now. And they're, they're going to respond one way or another here after coming off of this really bad loss um and and we'll see now as far as the nfc goes like i said i'm torn right now are you gonna actually make me pick a team right now i mean i I guess i should Uh, i
1: won't make you pick
0: one i think i feel i feel like i should because that's what we're doing here is updating the super bowl picks Uh, and so man I kind of, for the same reasons, feel like I have to say the Rams right now. I know Stafford looked really bad against the Titans on Sunday night. Uh, this Rams team, though, is scary good still. The, we,
1: the Rams team has looked solid, though, for the most part this season. and They've had some real contenders show up.
0: And, and we still haven't seen Vaughn Miller suit up and play for them
1: yet. I know. know. That's, that's going to be crazy.
0: So, yeah, I'm going to say, okay, Rams-Bills is what you got me at. You've got you sitting at Cardinals-Titans which Mm -hmm. uh, I would love either of these. Honestly, Uh, that'd be fun. I would, I guess, out of my own division, like to see the Cardinals go a little more than I would like to see the Rams go. But uh, both of those Super Bowls would be really good, I think.
1: Yeah. And that's, man, oh, man. You know, if you look at the Rams this year, they've, you know, they've had some good games. I think their strength of schedule has been a lot, a lot more than the Bills, too.
0: Yeah. Um, well, and, and just part of that's because the Rams play in a in a well, tougher division. I going yeah. into the season, we kind of thought the NFC West would be one of the toughest divisions, if not the toughest in the NFL. Uh the Seahawks and the 49ers really have not delivered as far as that goes this year.
1: I know, yeah. Uh, thus far 49ers are I think just like what would be the right word to like say? Like they're just like Uninspiring, they're, they're going like, through the
0: motions right
1: now, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, and then and, the Seahawks are boy, howdy, we don't need to rehash that issue, but dang, the Seahawks, there's a well, yeah, there's the, something going on. Wilson's
0: injury, of course, didn't help things, but hey, he's he's all cleared to go uh, for this next weekend, and we need him back in the worst way. Uh, I think Seattle's done a little too much too early on to hinder their playoff chances. I don't think they're going to come back and sneak in there. I'd like to see them do it. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't think the 49ers are going to do it either. Uh so I think that the Cardinals and the Rams are going to be duking it out for the division championship. And who knows? We could have a Cardinals Rams NFC championship.
1: Yeah, that's very true.
0: That'd be we'll, a heck of a we'll day. see how
1: this goes. You know, at the end of the day, we're just speculating.
0: We are. We're just uh, throwing a dart in the dark and hoping it hits something that's near the target. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's fun to kind of as we progress here, see how our our postseason picks and Super Bowl picks kind of morph and change. Um, and I mean, like like I said earlier, we can never count out your boys either. Tampa Bay, still at least on paper, a very talented team. But there is a lot of stuff that you yeah. Know, that you pointed
1: out yeah like i said our injuries are bad but also our i don't know some of our coaching calls have been a little questionable lately and i don't know if that's due to our offensive coordinator if that's due to bruce arians but there's just some other there's just some things there that it's like really like okay and you know to be fair the last couple of years there's been those same discussions uh since bruce arians took effect and obviously you know, last year we we tightened everything up and we made that, you know, that last half push, and went undefeated through you know through the end of the year.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It'll be fun to see how uh, how this thing plays out in the last nine weeks here of the regular season, or eight weeks, or whatever it is left, um, and and then how, of course, the postseason stacks up with that extra wild card game that got implemented last year who plays who you know where the road to the super bowl is going to take us yeah it's going to be a fun ride it's going to be a fun ride uh and i won't make you make a pick for this one but it's just picking championships uh as a season gets going here college basketball around the country is tipping
1: off tonight actually and yes it is officially ncaa basketball season
0: sure is and, uh, if you were to pick, uh, maybe not a championship matchup, but who you think might win it all this year, uh, who would you, who would you say
1: Here man, on night? Number one night? Number one. Well, I gotta go. I, you know, you gotta say like a Homer, right. You gotta say like something like the Bobcats are really going to be great this year. <laughs> hey man, they
0: could be, I don't know if they, I'm going to go. Could, they could Natty um, on that, but
1: i but that's the, that's the cool thing about like, college basketball. It can be any level of college.
0: Yeah, man. It's that fun. That's so
1: cool. That that's is the coolest thing about so, college basketball. way
0: actually into my shout out here. If we'll get mine done early, uh, happened just moments ago as we were recording. Shout out to the Akron Zips, who lost to Ohio State by one point tonight. Okay? There is no way that little old Akron should have lost by one point to the 17th-ranked team in the country. But like you said, that's the great thing about college basketball. Uh, it really gets put on display in March, but this sort of stuff can happen all season long. And if you call it March Madness and have that stuff going on, man, what we almost had go down in Ohio tonight was November nuttiness because the Akron Zips almost beat the Ohio State Buckeyes. So I got to shout out the boys, the Zips. Uh, love me some action. Uh, but, yeah, college basketball's here. And if I had to pick who I think could be lifting that trophy come springtime, I want to say Gonzaga because they're always year in and year out a good team. They're ranked number one again right now, but I just can't Mm -hmm. stop thinking about how badly they lost to Baylor. In the championship uh, last hey, year.
1: Remember who called that? Remember who called it?
0: I do. I do. I mean, I also remember that of you, me, and our guest, Kyle Mitchell, doing March Madness last year, who had the best bracket out of the three of us because you picked the most upsets. Uh, yep.
1: So, I picked the most correct upset.
0: That's true. That's true. And I still am kicking myself that I didn't pick the boys, Oral Roberts, man, to beat the same Buckeyes I was just talking about in that opening round. Oh, should have done it. Uh, so mm, gun to my head, pick a championship or a champion this year. I'm gonna say Kansas Jayhawks, rock chalk. Mm. Let's go.
1: All right. Interesting. Interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Gonzaga this year. They've still got Timmy, um, and I think they're after this last year with that with that ob uh, that awful loss. Yeah. The Baylor. I think they come back and they're like, brother, we're we're making it up. They they kept a lot more of that team than I thought they were going to, to be honest, too. Definitely. Because <laughs> I, I know it was like – I don't remember if this was ever actually really true or not, but it, it was said and the rumor was going around that if they went undefeated that year, the entire team was um, entering the draft. Obviously, that didn't happen, and they ended up keeping a decent amount of people. But, man, that that Gonzaga team last year was so much fun to watch. Um. But uh, obviously, we'll see.
0: All right, so you got you got the Zags and I got the Jags. Both good picks, I think, uh, for sure. So I'm 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 pumped that college basketball's here, and yeah, I'm just psyched. I'm just psyched. Uh, do you have a shout out for this week too? Now that we got mine out of the oh, way, I'm gonna
1: shout out that one Navy. So before the Jags game, they they had like the Naval Academy at the game um, and one of them was a Jags fan and they're asking who's winning. And he's like, the Jags, we've got the best defense and we got Trevor Lawrence. Woo. The best defense. And Hey, I hey. mean,
0: they did held hell Buffalo to six points.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm shouting out that guy. Cause that was amazing. There you go, man, dude for that Josh Allen on Josh Allen violence
0: (laughs) oh yeah that was wild too Uh, Josh Allen had himself a day
1: against Josh Allen yeah that's true both both ways (laughs) both ways I I saw a thing it's like boy if you combine their performances it was like uh, 300 yards and a sack and all these other things like man if you combine all these Josh Allen is a first ballot hall of famer before he retires (laughs)
0: right Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. That's that's an excellent shout out, though. I did not see that the the lone, the lone dude picking Jacksonville. I'm gonna have to look that up later.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's I'll see if I can find it. Actually, send it to you on Discord. But uh, yeah, that was great. That was a funny little little segment.
0: Yeah, man. It's. I mean, we've we've talked a lot of a lot of crap about Urban Meyer on this show. Quite frankly, Uh, I'm not really walking any of it back. But you gotta what i mean that's a big win for him i mean as a head coach i mean that's your biggest win in, obviously in the league so far uh, still don't know if it's going to be enough to save you by the end of the season but no. but uh yeah props to jacksonville that would be another good shout out too uh, kind of just a, a implied shout out to jacksonville this week
1: yeah um you know no i'm not going to give their coach i'm not giving meyer any any credit i am uh fair enough i'm gonna i'm gonna give the credit to the the players on the field yeah i, I mean i highly doubt that coaching did anything for them
0: that's fair that's fair just josh allen
1: did it all for him it was all josh allen
0: <laughs> it was all josh it's allen.
1: All always been josh allen
0: <laughs> uh call outs do you have any
1: I think we talked about our call outs, the freaking terrible refereeing.
0: Oh, I've got one. That's not that, but that, that is a, that is a good one. Uh, I am going to call out Washington Huskies football coach, Jimmy Lake. I don't know if you've seen this stuff. Mm -mm. So after the Oregon game on Saturday night, uh, UW football coach, Jimmy Lake, uh, there was a little scuffle that went down between some Oregon players and some Huskies players after the game. Heated rivalry, kind of expected, not saying it's okay or anything. Uh, guys got in there pretty quickly, broke it up. But as it was happening, uh, Lake basically, I won't say punched, but slapped one of his own players in the face mask and then shoved him hard. Uh, shoved him really hard. Um, the university launched an investigation into it. And a push came to shove. Jimmy Lake has been suspended for one game, uh, unpaid for shoving his own player. And it, it was a hard shove. It wasn't just like a, you know, get your butt to the locker room thing. He mm-hmm. both hands in the back pushed this kid. Um, and, and Jimmy Lake is kind of like, I don't know. I don't want to say the Urban Meyer of college football because Urban Meyer was really good in college football, but he's had some stuff go on this year. Uh, where he's just made some dumb decisions. That being the most recent in a long line of them before that Oregon game, he took shots at Oregon's university uh, saying he didn't know about their quote unquote academic prowess. Um, and hmm. er- earlier this year, I mean, of course he was the guy that couldn't even beat the Montana Grizzlies in the opening game. And for Washington, true, true. that's a really bad thing. So I've seen a lot of people calling for this dude to get fired. Um, He might get fired. This was obviously a really bad look on Saturday, so that's my call-out.
1: Yeah, I just watched the clip. Yeah, that's um, not how you should be behaving, especially as a coach.
0: Nope. Nope, for sure not. So uh, call-out for me, but, you know, like you said, the big call-out of the – Officiating in the NFL as of late That's a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. prevalent one that I think Will weave its way into our show uh, Week in and week out Here for the rest of the season, unfortunately
1: Yeah Very true Yep, but uh,
0: Man, we're all, we're kind of getting Close to that time again I We've talked about the things we came in planning to talk about Did you have anything else you wanted to close on?
1: Man I think I did I think I was going to ask you some questions, but man, that's we had some other things that just kind of took took precedence,
0: took so control. Uh, you can still ask them. I, I don't mean if really you can, can remember them. Point. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, they'll come to you after we uh, stop recording tonight, I'm sure. And then probably they, yes, we'll forget them by next week. And then, as always, seems to be the case. After we record, the big news in the sports world always happens on Wednesday or Thursday before we put the episode out so we're always a week behind it feels
1: like i i don't know why this happened to just pop up um but i just saw a video apparently the rams have an assistant coach who just keeps sean McVay from running into officials you didn't and know that? Vi- no, I didn't know that. Okay, I was so the video of him, like pulling him back and like shifting him so, around. Uh,
0: fun fact: uh, our friends of the show—they don't really have their own show anymore. The Get Back guys—that's who they're named after.
1: After that guy, I thought yeah. that was like the when a coach was going to go like fight and get angry, like the, pull me back, guy."
0: Yeah, but like the, that, they named him after that Rams coach who has that specific oh, really? job. Yeah, the Get Back guy. <laughs> So, that's hilarious! yeah, uh, next time we have either Alex, Kyle or Nick on the show for whatever reason, which I'm still hoping to do that again for the Super Bowl this year. Uh, get them all back together, even though they've kind of stopped doing their own show for the time being. Uh, we'll have to discuss how. Uh, yeah, that's what they named
1: their show after. OK, yeah, I knew I knew the entomology of it. Etymology. Etymology. Which one's, the, which
0: one's bugs? Bugs is entomology Words is etymology. So they're close. All right. But yeah, yeah, the Rams do have a, a guy hired just for that specific purpose. Help, man! I could do that job.
1: Yeah. In fact, I would like to tender my application to the Rams to be a get back guy. Oh well,
0: yeah. It kind of depends on the coach, though. Like if I could feel like I could easily pull Pete Carroll back from a situation. Uh, Cause he's a skinnier dude, lighter guy. Uh, I don't think you could put me in there in Kansas City with Big Red, and I don't know if I could pull him back on my own. <laughs> if that man was on a mission, so
1: yeah, I was thinking more like Robert Sala. If Robert Sala wants to fight somebody. He's gonna fight somebody. Yeah,
0: I'm stepped I'm getting back in that case because I want no part of that,
1: dude. Robert Sala is always so happy, though. It seems well, maybe not this year.
0: But, have you seen the picture of him? Uh, it might have been after the last Jets loss. So last week in doing his press conference, and it was like a side-by-side from when he first got hired. And the dude looks, he's aged like a president,
1: man. I'm I'm sure, dude. <laughs> he's what a little... disappointing. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. What a disappointing tenure in that. He's, uh, and he's such a, I, I like him a lot. I like him
0: a lot too, but I agree with you. If the I don't think the Jets could have a get back guy strong enough to pull him from the sideline or to the sideline if he wanted to fight somebody. Oh. Who, who would be who would be the easiest coach to be a get back guy for? Man, this is going to sound kind of mean. I'm going to say Pete Carroll though. Like he's older. He's in his 70s now. He's a skinny dude, like he's still in shape, but I, I think I could yank Pete back to the sideline. Yeah. Hmm.
1: That's a good question.
0: I don't know. Like I th- I, I'm kind of going through like all the coaches in my mind right now. And I'm not saying Carol's frail by any means, but like.
1: No, nah, but I think like. Like him and Sean Payton, right? Oh, yeah. you. I, I think
0: you could definitely pull Sean. Payton I, back. I think
1: I can manhandle Sean Payton. <laughs> Like, come here, buddy. We're going back to the sidelines. Now. I
0: love that. I love that sound bite right there. I think I can manhandle Sean Payton.
1: Uh, Dude, but I'm, like, looking at some of these, like, I think Mike Tomlin's pretty built.
0: Oh, I like, wouldn't like, want to. I wouldn't want to try. No, you don't mess with Tomlin. Uh,
1: <laughs> I don't know why, but I was, like, looking at, it. have you seen that tweet? Like, that meme? Like, I, it's like, oh, gosh, how does it go? It's like, I want to fight the moon. I want to show it like everything I learned in my moon jujitsu class.
0: (laughs) No, I have not seen that.
1: Oh my gosh. I'll let me find it real quick. Yeah. uh, I can't read this on. I can't read this on the podcast. It's all right. Let me kick it. Send it to me later. (laughs) I'll show you later. Yeah. But it's like the guy tweeted something about fighting the moon and he's like, wow, this blew up. Wish a moon would. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know why but i feel like
0: i don't oh, know God. some of these
1: coaches would just be like i wish somebody would act up i want it i want to use the get back guy
0: so uh how, how would you feel about your odds against belichick
1: um he's, i do like, i feel like he, i feel like he'd be a biter if you tried oh, to like get God. him back
0: oh, but he's got fangs man if anyone has fangs in the league though it is belichick uh, yeah,
1: he is a vampire. So, which, here first.
0: which coach, like, um, we've talked about several ones we wouldn't want to be a get back guy for. Which one would you least want to be a get back guy for?
1: Least because I think he would be like real crazy. Like, if he wanted to get at somebody, he would be getting at somebody. And also because of other things he said, Mike Vrabel. I think uh, he would same. be a freaking crazy. Absolutely, man. same. I
0: would not, like, I would not even touch Vrabel if he was mad about something. No yeah. way. Uh, but I don't know, man. Bruce Arians is up there too. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to try to stop that mad truck. Uh, this, Ooh, this is this is a fun this is a fun topic to debate. <laughs> uh, so, I- I- if any of our friends from the Get Back guys are listening oh, to this Vic episode, also true.
1: Yeah, man, I bet he'd be an easy. Oh, Matt Rule would be an absolutely crazy person too. I bet.
0: Oh, Matt Rules, yeah, he—he he, that dude's got vinegar in his blood, man. Dude, i he is
1: he is made of piss and vinegar.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, you know which one I would think I would most like to be, just because I think it would be fun to hang out with him? Dan Campbell. He seems like a fun guy.
0: Dan Campbell would be that guy that, like, in the heat of the moment, would deck you in the face because he was so mad, not even at you. He's just trying to get yeah. through you to get to the ref. But then he'd buy you a beer later and apologize yeah. about it. Yeah. That's that's the kind of vibes I get from Dan Campbell.
1: Yeah, but you know what, fans at home, tweet us who you think would be the best coach, NFL or college. I'll open it up to college. Tell oh us boy. who you think would be the best coach to be a be- get back guy for or get back girl, and tell us who you think would be the worst. I'm ex- if if we don't get a tweet from Alex, I I just don't know what I'm gonna do. Alex, I'm I'm calling you out right now. If we don't get a tweet from you on this question, I don't know.
0: Yeah, we want people's answers here,
1: uh, but especially but, Alex's,
0: because Alex's answer would be a paragraph. Yes, you know I want to know how
1: it. how being a get back guy for the Eagles would lead them to the Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> yeah, give us uh, give us your dissertation on
1: this, Alex. Uh, man, anyway, I- oh man, that'd be I. What a question. I think also,
0: like, Matt Nagy would be an easy one because you could just, like, I feel like you could just pull Matt Nagy around and he would just be like, okay, sorry, you know, Mr. Indecisive.
1: Someone's got to get Matt Nagy back from calling plays for the Bears.
0: Yeah. And then, I mean, sometimes it feels like Urban Meyer needs a get-going guy. Like, get him on the sideline. Get his head in the game.
1: I, I yeah. was gonna make a joke, but it is not appropriate for this. Uh, <laughs> hey, I think studio. I know. I,
0: I, I think I know where you're going. We're gonna shut it down right there. I got you though. Oh man! All right, from all of us here at the Expansion Buddies, all two of us, thank you all for listening out there, wherever you listen from, whether you listen to us talk to about serious stuff or uh, the not so serious stuff. You keep tuning in for whatever reason, and Justin and I both appreciate it a lot. So, whether you listen on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the can on a string, all those lovely places, uh, we appreciate you all very much. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, tweet at us on Twitter about this question we've posed to you all at the expansion BU1. Check us out on Instagram, the same handle. Uh, and we'll publish for you every Thursday as we have up to this point. Until next Thursday, I've been Jared, that's been Justin, and never forget, buddy.
1: Party like it's 1976.